ஷரூரிஷ்டுமூலானா அம்மாபாத் ஃபாவுதுபில்லாஹிமினஷைத்வானிரஜீம் பிஸ்மில்லாஹிர்ரஹ்மானிர்ரஹீம் ஒமா ஆதாக்குமுர்ரசூலு ஃபஹுதுஹு ஒமா நஹாக்கும் அன்ஹு ஃபன்தஹு ஸதக்கல்லாஹுல் அஸீம் சுப்ஹானகல்லா இல்லலனா இல்லா மஅல்லம்தனா இன்னகா அன்தல் அலீமுல் ஹகீம் ரப்பிஷ்ரஹ்லி சதரி வயஸ்ஸிர்லி அம்ரி வஹ்லுல் உக்தத்தம் மின் லிசானி யஃப்கஹு கவ்லி துருஷைக்கல்லா respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home when we reflect upon the life of sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an it becomes more and more evident as to why the khulafa'i rashidin was so special to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the backbone to their khilafat was based on the system of justice Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned i'dilu huwa aqrabu lit-taqwa be just in your decisions that is something that will bring you closer to Allah in taqwa and anyone who is muttaqi Inna Allah yuhibbul muttaqeen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who are God fearing So when we study the lives of Khulafai Rashidin these are very special individuals human beings blessed with taqwa When we analyze day by day Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala anz system and his method of implementing justice it's very very unique when it came to his family members those that were related to him he was very sensitive and stringent sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an had a son whose name was Abdul Rahman Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an had many children he was the wali of Allah he had the deep love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned in one hadith that two names are most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abdul Rahman and Abdullah Abdul Rahman and Abdullah Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an had named three of his children Abdul Rahman three of his children Abdul Rahman and we touched on this it would be difficult for one father to call Abdul Rahman Abdul Rahman which Abdul Rahman are you talking about and so Umar ibn al-Khattab would say Abdul Rahman Akbar 
Abdurrahman Asghar, Abdurrahman Awsat. Allahu Akbar. And he had two children who were Abdullah. These were unique individuals, Allah. They loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the sons' name was Abdullah and the other, say, other son's name was Ubaidullah. The big Abdullah and the little Abdullah. So you had Abdullah, Ubaidullah, Abdurrahman, Akbar, Awsat and Azghar. One of his sons, Abdurrahman, was living in Egypt. And Egypt was under the control of Amr ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala he was one of the governors Abdurrahman radiallahu ta'ala came under the influence of some of the local Egyptians that were there you have also many Christians that part of the region Syria, Egypt was once upon a time controlled by the Romans so they were no angels they were not masoom infallible human beings they could do something that was wrong, but they were different people. If they did anything wrong, they would repent. Now, Sayyidina Amr ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an's son, Abdurrahman, under the influence of some of his friends who were non-Muslims, one night they were drinking alcohol, Abdurrahman was there. And they said to Abdurrahman, Abdurrahman, why don't you take a sip, a cup, nothing will happen. Abdurrahman radiallahu ta'ala drank a cup of wine, alcohol. Now when someone's not used to alcohol, and if he drinks it for the first time, obviously it, it has a great impact on you. And it, it can intoxicate you very quickly. But if it's in your system, it will take you a bit of time. Immediately Abdurrahman became drunk. Now if you're the son of this great, great Amir like Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, how long would it take for news to spread? Now the friends were happy that yes, our plan is successful. Abdurrahman has started to drink. Abdurrahman felt so bad that he went to the governor Amr ibn al-As and he said that whatever the rules of Sharia are enforce the penalty upon me for drinking alcohol. Now when his brother Abdullah ibn Umar found out that his brother had drunk he took some a cup of wine he said to Abdurrahman Abdurrahman come to me. Now in Egypt what would happen that if they wanted to punish the criminals they would even shave off their head. Even today in some parts of the country you want to shave off the hair. So Abdullah said that, look, I will not allow anyone shaving your hair publicly. Let me shave your hair. So he started shaving the hair of Abdurrahman. And he didn't know that Amr ibn al-As has been informed. Obviously as a governor, he had no choice. But to implement the had, the qisas, whatever... Uh, the rules of Sharia wa Hazrat Abdurrahman radiallahu ta'ala came in front of Amr ibn al-As and publicly Hazrat Abdurrahman was lashed in Egypt now this was not his habit just for once coming into the 
under the influence of some of the non-Muslims that were there, the local Egyptians. And he drank some wine and he was intoxicated. One very important lesson as Muslims also our youth. Sometimes our youth tend to hang around, I'll use that term, hang around with individuals who are addicted to drugs. How long will it take for that young boy to be affected? And soon he will also fall prey of drugs and will become a drug addict. So we have to be very, very careful. When you see something that is wrong, abstain from it totally. Don't even get close to it. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَأَنْتُمْ سُقَارًا These are some of the verses of the Qur'an. So Abdul Rahman was lashed in Egypt, but that was not the end. When his father found out that his son had taken some, a cup of uh, wine, not a great amount, he has been punished. Amr ibn al-As as a governor lashed him. Immediately, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was in Madinatul Munawwara, sent someone from Medina to go and immediately pick up his son Abdul Rahman and bring him in front of the father, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Now one can imagine what will happen in front of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Allahu When he came in front of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Abdul Rahman explained to the father that this is what had happened. But when it came to justice, he was the pillar of justice. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. He said to Abdul Rahman that I will lash you for the second time. Why? Because you are the son of Amirul Mu'mineen. You should know better. And he wanted to set a standard, a very high standard. There was no mercy. When it came to his family members, everything affected the family first. And now after Amr ibn al-As lashing his son, Hazrat Umar is saying to him, this is a lash from a father to a son. From a father to a son. And obviously one can imagine when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala has a whip in his hand, uh, it's different to what Hazrat Amr ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala would have. Nevertheless, again, second punishment was given by his father. Can one imagine today, my respected brothers, can we find prime ministers, presidents, leaders, huh? Allahu Akbar, implementing justice like how Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab implemented in his time? Scholars have mentioned that within a few months his son Abdul Rahman passed away. Within a few months his son passed away. We have to make it clear that some of the Muslim historians have said something which is wrong. Death came to Abdul Rahman and that death was a natural cause, a natural death that came to him at that time. Because after flogging him, after lashing him, Hazrat Abdul Rahman was very healthy again. Everything was very normal. Things were very normal for him. He was not affected by that lashing. He became healthy. He didn't kill anyone. It was not qisas in a sense to kill someone. But he died his own natural death. 
This was the treatment that he dealt with to his family members. One of his favorite sons, Hazrat Umar's favorite son, was Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar, a very famous muhaddis sahabi of his time, a great narrator of the hadith. It comes that he went to the market and he bought some camels, and the camels were very skinny, skin and bones. So he bought some camels at a good price. Now in Arabia what happens that in the time of the Khulafai Rashidin Muslim governments had allocated special areas, portions of land which were common pasture land for anyone. So any farmer, anyone with animals could bring uh, their animals, camels, whatever and the camels or goats were free to graze along that portion of land. It was common for everyone. In the Arabic language, that portion is known as Hima. Hima. Now when Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala bought some camels, very weak, feeble, skinny, he decided that, right, let me take them to Hima, a location that he knew very well. When he took his camels there, obviously he made sure that the right treatment was given to the camels. Within a few weeks, the camels became strong, fat and very stouty. They became healthy. He took them back to the market and he wanted to sell them. Now Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, no one gets away with him. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was a man who would inspect the bazaar, the shops every day. That was his routine. Commerce and trade, making sure that all the prices are fixed and set correctly. There's no fraudulent transaction. Everything is right. All the prices are uh, something that are correct and affordable for the community. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala as his duty in the night he would do jawla ghasht and walk in the streets of Madinatul Munawwara during the daytime he would be in the masjid he would be in the courts he would be in the bazaar looking at all the businessmen what they are doing greeting them making sure everything is fine and he sees his son with the camels they're selling the camels Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala came to Abdullah ibn Umar and said to him, Mahada, Abdullah, what is this? What are you doing? Abdullah explained to the father, Oh my father, what am I doing? I'm selling these camels. These are my camels. Abdullah ibn Umar was a businessman, very business minded. He was a great muhaddis, subhanallah, a great sahabi, a great mujahid a great muttabi'een of, of the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also someone who knew how to invest his money. So Hazrat Umar said to him, how did you acquire these camels? He said to the father, I got them very cheap. They were not as fat as they are right now. So Hazrat Umar said, what happened? He says, oh father, I took my camels to Hema, that location there, and in two weeks they've grown fat and so I'm deciding to sell them. 
So I'll get a good profit. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and said to, um, uh, to Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah, do me one favor. Sell your camels. Take the capital. Take your capital. The amount that you paid for your camels, take that. And I want you to return the profit to the state treasury. Return the profit to the state treasury. Now this was halal. What was wrong? Can you see anything haram here? Idris? Siraj? Where's the Aridba? Can you see anything wrong here? Everything is right, no? But how sensitive was Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab when it came to his family members? Allahu Akbar. It would be difficult today, my respected brothers, when we, when we look at our leaders and the corruption that is there one palace here, one palace there, one palace here, one palace there. Huh? And when you, when, subhanallah, when we were studying hadith, uh, one hadith which I could not understand at that time, whereby Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that a time will come when illiterate people, people who have no intelligence, they will become leaders of, uh, they will own great buildings skyscrapers, buildings normal people will become owners of buildings and when you look at Dubai today the exchange of hands huh? that man buying one set of three, four blocks and then in a few months another one and another one and now I say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen whatever Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said Amanna wa saddaqna People are buying and they have become owners of much wealth. Illiterate people. Some of them have no understanding, no knowledge, but yet they own so many buildings. And this is precisely what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said. Now I'm not saying doing this is wrong. Don't get me wrong my brothers. Tijarat what is halal is halal. I am saying that whatever Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said will transpire. And there is no doubt about that. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to Abdullah that my son, the difference is that when you went to Hima and when people saw you, they treated you in a different way. They said that move away, move your animal. Here comes the son of Amirul Mu'mineen. Here comes the son of Amirul Mu'mineen. Your camels come first. You were treated in a different way. Preference was given to you. <coughs> was that not the case? And he looked down. He says, I know the people of Hima, they know me. And when they know that the son of Omar is coming, you get preference. They would bring water for your camels, they gave you the best spot location where the grass was green and lush. Everything was there for your camels. And that is why immediately your camels became fat. So this treatment that was given to you is unfair. Is unfair. Allahu Akbar. So what I want you to do is return all the profit to the state treasury and take the capital. Allahu Akbar. Kitna barik nukta. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala These were great, great leaders, my respected brothers. That is why wherever they turned, mashallah, the doors of Islam opened up. 
one other incident that occurred and that is what I'm saying my respected brothers when we look at the life of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab the incidents that occurred we can continue and continue and continue subhanallah the same sahabi Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar he fought in the battle of Jaladuya in uh, Iraq it was a battle he was a soldier Hazrat Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was given a portion, uh, spoils of war. And that merchandise that was given to him being a Muslim soldier that fought in one of the battles for Iraq, it was worth 40,000 dirham. How many? 40,000 dirham. As I said, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar was also a businessman. He wanted to sell this item, this merchandise, in the city of Madinatul Munawwara, he knew that he will get much more money if he sells it there. And that is what happened. That was given to him in worth, it was 40,000. When he came to Madinatul Munawwara, the son of Umar ibn al-Khattab comes to the bazaar and he's selling it again. People paid him 400,000. How much? 400,000. 40,400,000. Hazrat Umar from a distance is looking at his son Abdullah. Now if it was anyone else, it was correct. But this is father and son relationship. Therefore the father has got all the rights to take everything from the son. That is the sharia. That is the, the honor of the father in, the, in that sense. Uh, he came to Hazrat Abdullah and said, Abdullah, look, I have seen you doing business. From 40,000 you've earned 400,000. I want you to do business with your father. <laughs> Why don't you do business with me? I am a Qureshi man. I am prepared to give you one extra dirham of every dirham that you have earned, as in the worth of that merchandise. And the rest I want you to give in the state treasury, inshallah, that will be an investment for you in the hereafter. How did Abdullah ibn Umar agree to this business with his father? An introduction was set up by Umar radiallahu ta'ala he came to Abdullah and he says, Abdullah, listen to me. If you knew that your father was going to go to hellfire, and if there was some amount, if that could be given, you could save your father from hellfire, would you be prepared to give that amount? Abdullah ibn Umar says, Ya Abi, you're my father. I am prepared to give anything for you. Now he was a favorite son. Anything and everything for you, oh my father. He says, then all I ask you is that this is worth 40,000. Take an extra dirham of every one dirham of its worth. Take 80,000 dirham. And the rest give it to the state treasury. Do you agree to that? Hazrat Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala and look down and he says, I agree to that also, oh my father. And today in this session, this is what I want to uh, touch on 
how Amr ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an dealt with to those who were related to him when it came to implementing justice. And it was more than justice. They gave much more to the state treasury, the wealth of this family. Allahu Akbar. Much more was given. It comes once one very close sahabi. Rather he was a governor of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, whose name is Hazrat Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Musa Ashari gave a gift to the wife of Amr ibn al-Khattab. Now for some of you here there's a question mark. I can just see Idris blanking me. Bhai koi kisi ki bivi ko koi hadiya de? Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala an wants to give a gift to the wife of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and our wife took the gift <coughs> Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and came home Hazrat Umar was at times very very strong it comes that once uh, he was giving and passing his own verdict and decision and one of his wives heard what Hazrat Umar was saying to that person so from hijab from parda she said Oh my dear husband, don't you think you are being a bit harsh to him? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and turned around and said to her, Go back in the house and do your stitching and never interfere in the system of Khilafat. And she ran back. Now for the mothers and sisters listening at home, this is not an insult. Subhanallah, when we look at the other side of Umar ibn al-Khattab and his beautiful relations with his wives was incredible. Because there's another side to the coin too. So Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala an gave a gift to the wife of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an came. There was nothing in the house. Absolutely nothing. He lived in a mud house. Mullah Umar nowadays, when you, when you study his, his lifestyle, the leader of the Taliban, what did he have? Absolutely nothing. Mullah Umar had nothing. Nothing of the sort. Not even a door. Just a cloth. Huh? Subhanallah. And so, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, I'm nothing in the house. So when anything new that was, that came to the house was something uh, noticed very quickly. So he noticed something that was there in the house, something new. So Hazrat Umar said to the wife, who gave you this? Kahan se And so the wife said that this item belongs to me. This item belongs to me. So Hazrat Umar said, I didn't ask you who this item belongs to. I am asking you, how did this item come here? Who gave you this? So she said that, oh, Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala and gave this item to me as a gift. Umar radiallahu ta'ala and picked up that item and slammed it at the wife. That you dare take permission, you dare take things from other people without my permission. Now obviously this was not someone who, Hazrat Umar was not a man who was beating up the wife. Aliyazu billah. This was their relationship. This was their relationship. Mia bivika ek taaluk hota hai. So he, out of anger, just pushed it close to us. How can you do this? Allahu Akbar. 
he said to some of the companions that were out, go and immediately call Musa Ashari here. Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala was a governor, but in Madinatul Munawwara, when he was summoned and when the companion said that Musa Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is calling you, it is said, and, and this is written in the kutubs, in the kitabs, Hazrat Musa Ashari started to shiver. Umar is calling me. Umar radiallahu is calling me. What for? Why? What happened? What? Everything okay? Now he knew in the back of the mind that there's something wrong and it's got something to do with the gift that I, I gave to the wife. This was the character of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Shaitan could not trespass, could not trespass Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Once there was a man missing in Madinatul Munawwara for a long period of time and the wife was alone. Hazrat Umar noticed that there were a few men who walked past that lady's house and the husband has been missing for a, for a few days. So Hazrat Umar said that, go and inquire where that man is and why is that lady outside on, uh, in front of, uh, in front of the, the door in her court and men are passing by? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was about to send someone to the house and he said, no, fine, I will go and speak. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an went to that lady. That lady was facing the door of her house and she was also pregnant. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an came from the back and said to this lady that, where is your husband? Where is your husband. She recognized the voice of Umar radiallahu ta'ala and immediately she gave birth to the child that was in the stomach. She, she uh, labor pain got to her. That is the fear that she took in because of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and that what could happen, what have I done wrong? But this was Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and Immediately Hazrat Umar was shocked what is happening here. Immediately ladies came and took that lady into the house and the child that came out, it is said that it stayed alive for a few minutes and it died. When it died, subhanallah, look at the justice system in Islam. Amirul Mu'mineen was put on trial. Amirul Mu'mineen was put on trial and accused that it is because of Amirul Mu'mineen that this baby, that child has died. And at that time, the judges that were selected by Amirul Mu'mineen were people like Ubay bin Ka'ab, Hazrat Ali was a great Qazi of his time. And as in Madinatul Munawwara nowadays, you find Sheikh Huzaifi, he is also the Imam of Madinatul Munawwara, but he holds such a high position that he also gives judgment and decisions. So he's a Qazi then. And so you had Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala Now decision was to be given. Do we hold Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and hold Hazrat Umar accountable? Subhanallah, justice system. And Hazrat Umar did not say anything. Some of the Qazis that were there, they said that no, it is not the fault of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala He didn't do anything. He did his job, he came to inquire. He wanted to know what was happening. Brothers, if, if you want to sit, brother, if you want to sit, sit. If you want to move, please go out. 
Don't come, walk, come, walk. It disturbs me. I forget what I need to speak. How many times do I have to repeat all the time? Children very young don't need to come for this session. They move around, this and that. It disturbs me. Where was I? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and all the Qazis that were there, they said, no, it's not his fault. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala objected and he said no. The truth is that we need to hold Hazrat Umar accountable for some aspect of the death. In a sense that she got frightened, but because this was unintentional, we need to pay the blood money to the mother. And the blood money will not come out from the pocket of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, but from all the family members of the Qurayshi tribe. So all the Qurayshi people need to contribute and pay this lady. Subhanallah, what a justice system. How beautiful these companions were. And today, my respected brothers, what is the condition of Muslims? Allahu Akbar Kabira. There is one woman who, who has a child in her stomach. And the husband is forcing her that you need to abort this child. Otherwise, to make talaq de dunga, you get out. And the reasons, and the reasons which are kufr in the Quran, he is saying because I can't afford another child. He's only got one child, he can't afford a second child in this country. Can you imagine? And when Allah is saying, Wala taktulu awladakum khashyata imlaq. I feed you and I feed your children. Subhanallah. He wants to get rid of that child who is to open up the doors of sustenance for the father. Sometimes when a father has got... Subhanallah. I, 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 I have great admiration for my Somalian brothers. Subhanallah. Ten children, eleven children, twelve children. MashaAllah. Allah give you barakas. Huh? And we need to respect the women also. You look at our Somalian brothers, Muslim brothers. Huh? Eight children. Ah, mashallah, the council has no choice but to give them big, massive mansions. Huh? But the difference is, one child from the seven will be such, he will open the doors of hundreds. Hundreds. He could invent something that will be a source of risk for so many. Subhanallah, our thinking is so corrupt that oh, so many children, what will happen? So many children. It's this uh, policy of the kuffar that they wish not to see so many Muslims all around. So the more the better. Tazawwajul wadud al-walud, fa inni mukathirun bikumul ummah yawm al-qiyamah, and I will take great pride that my ummah, masha Allah, is in great numbers. So we have to be Muslims. And look at the justice system. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, the Qurayshi people paid that lady. Going back to the case of Hazrat Musa Ashari, he started to shiver. And when Hazrat Musa Ashari came, Hazrat Umar again did the same thing, picked up that item and slammed it on Hazrat Musa Ashari. <laughs> and Hazrat Musa Ashari got so scared, because Hazrat Umar would often hold his whip or even the asa. And if you remember, Hazrat Umar was that man who started beating up Amir Muawiyah with his stick. And this was the respect that he commanded. He was a man, a unique man. 
And people know, know, were, knew him for that. Hazrat Musa actually got so scared and he says, Amirul Mu'minin, la ta'ajal, la ta'ajal, don't, don't be hasty, la ta'ajal, I can explain, I can explain. The truth is that Hazrat Musa Ashri was very, very close to Umar ibn al-Khattab, very close member of the family. He knew that the family members were living on the line of poverty. Nothing was in the house. So he decided that on his behalf, if he gave it to Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Umar would not accept it. If he gave it to his children, it would be difficult that the father would find out. So he thought that, <coughs> let me give it to the wife of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and maybe inshallah ta'ala because the wife has it, Hazrat Umar will not interfere. But that was not the case. Hazrat Umar gave that item back to Hazrat Musa Ashri and said to him that return the, 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 this wealth and the worth of this wealth, the qimat, to the state treasury, I don't want it. I cannot accept gifts from that person who is a governor that has been appointed by Amirul Mu'mineen. Allah. Everything that came to him was returned back. This was the justice system, how sensitive he was when it came to, when it came to dealing with his family members. Subhanallah. Now, we need to explain here, Shaitan might put this in our minds that how can a man give a hadiyah to someone who is a ghair mahram we must not forget that this giving of the gift was not done uh, openly where the face was visible whereby uh, Hazrat Musa Ashari would intermingle with the wives of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and this casual free society that we have talking uh, without any fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very casually, that was not the case it was just a gift given outside the door and said, oh the wife of Amir al-Mu'mineen, this is a gift from me to you, a gift from me to you, and this is something that is accepted, subhanallah it was not something that where people would come and that they had access to the wives of uh, the great leaders. In fact, when we, when we look at Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, he was an extremely jealous man. And when I say jealous, it's not a term that, uh, the negative term that is in English. Don't take it the negative way. Take it the positive way. In English, uh, in Arabic, you call it ghayra. You call it ghayra. Or someone who is ghayur. Ghayur. Someone who loves uh, the blessings that come to him. And he's not prepared to share that blessing. So he was a very ghayur man. And the dalil proof of that is when Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw the mansion of Umar ibn al-Khattab in his dream. That in Jannah there is a beautiful house. Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to enter that complex. And that was Qasr Umar. That palace belonged to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam noticed some of the hura'een on the top balcony. Hazrat Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to enter the complex, but he, he says in the hadith that I remembered the modesty and the haya and the ghayra of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and that is why I did not enter the premises of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. So it was not free access. And today unfortunately what happens with us? Oh gee, this is my wife. This is my wife. But a showpiece kitana. This is my wife, you know. 
greet her. Salam karo. Don't be shy. He's like a brother to you. Don't be shy. He's like a brother to you. Then he'll be like a husband to you. Forgive me. But this is what shaitan does. When we turn away from sharia, the rules and regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the command, and when we turn away from subhanallah, the beautiful teachings of the Khulafai Rashidin, then you can expect everything to hit us. Everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. There is so much more about Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and if Allah wills inshallah slowly slowly we can we can cover day-to-day events of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabilumi wa ala alihi wa salli tislima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim Allahumma inna nasaluka al-affa wal-afiyyata fi dunya wal-akhira Allahumma inna nasaluka min khiri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah sami'na wa atana gufranak rabbana wa ilayka المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين